Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox-Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be on the planet, on the matrix, in this solar system, in the universe, I hope that <coughs> you are looking at all of your obstacles in the correct way. Now, what I mean by that is there can be obstacles that are absolute roadblocks to tell you, do not go this way. Not a through street for you, missy (laughs) or mister. (laughs) Uh, There are sometimes when you go to a place and it's just, no, mm mm-mm. Mm-mm, the energy is bad. You don't feel good about it. You and you, and you go back to where you were, and you go, "Wow, you know what? That place over there, that person, that thing, that job, that apartment—not for me because <clears throat> that 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 roadblock was too strong. I felt it was a warning, and it was not meant to be. And you say thank you." spirit and you move on now some places you'll go to and you really want it and there's a couple obstacles in your way it's not a roadblock but there's some obstacles and you have to understand that maybe those obstacles are there for a reason And then you have to decipher what that reason is. Sometimes that reason is to see if that's what you really want to do. You have to take a a beat, step back, look at the thing and go, huh, maybe there's something more to this than what I'm seeing. Maybe... This person looks perfect on paper. In person, they look good. But what's lurking under the surface of their subconscious minds? I need to know how bad does it get before I commit to having a second, a third, a fourth date, or a relationship, or a marriage. I have to look at that apartment and go, well, I'm getting obstacles. Maybe somebody died there. Maybe that person's spirit never left there. Maybe there's mold there. Maybe there's cockroaches, vermin, mice. 
Sometimes you get delayed because you have to see the full picture before making a mistake. Or maybe it's not a mistake. Maybe you need to be in that place, but you need to go in not with your rose-colored goggles, but with your eyes wide open. So sometimes when you go to, uh, you know, whether it's a job, no matter what it is, you know, maybe it's your dream job, but the boss is a little grabby. He gets handsy with men and women alike. Maybe you need to know this stuff. Maybe he's not grabby, but he's racist. You know, you need to know this stuff. Do you really want to work with somebody who is the leader of a bunch of people and that's his attitude? You know, um, maybe there's homophobia in the environment and you have to step, take a step back and go, well, do I want to be around people with this attitude or this belief system or the judgmental attitudes or, you know, so whatever it is. So sometimes there's obstacles, you know, have you ever gotten a job and they say, okay, you could start tomorrow and you're like, great. And then they call you and say, wait a minute, we need to check out your references. You can't start until next week. And you're like, what? You told me I could start tomorrow. Um, okay. You know, and it's like a little kind of warning flag. I'm not saying it's a red flag, but there's a flag inside you goes up and you're like, uh, uh uh-huh. You know, or maybe you start a relationship with somebody and they say, I'll call you tomorrow. And we'll discuss the details of the weekend. And you don't hear from them till Monday. And you got to take a pause. It doesn't mean they're a liar. Maybe something happened. You don't have to automatically assume or judge them or think they're, you know, just they're not interested. You got to take a pause. Wait. Don't make a decision on anything until you wait and observe. I've had situations, you know, with relationships like that. And, you know, they, they definitely plan on calling you the next day and then you don't hear from them for a few days. And, you know, I've, I've gone through all that, like, oh man, they didn't really like me. They were lying or they got back with their ex. (laughs) They talked about their ex and the date she called and it's over for us. You know, like I've thought all those thoughts in the past. I don't think those thoughts anymore. If I'm in a situation like that, I think, well, they must be going through something really hard. I'll pray for them. Whether they want to go on another date with me or not, that's not, that's not the issue. Maybe they had a massive setback in their business. Maybe they just uh, were kicked out by their landlord and have to scramble to find a place to move. I had plans with somebody who canceled at the last minute and we were so excited about seeing each other and he called me crying, bawling his head off, just going, my best friend was just hit by a drunk driver back east and I've got to go to his funeral this weekend instead of spending the marvelous weekend we had planned. Nope. It bummed me out that I wasn't going to see him, but obviously I understand. In fact, with that person who was such a lovely human being and God bless him and God rest his soul because he, he died of cancer. But 
we were, I mean, like star-crossed lovers. Have you ever heard that? You know, it was like one of those things where every single time we tried to get together, massive things occurred. One time he was on his way to see me and he got into a car accident, hit his head pretty bad. And when he came to, his father was there. I guess he called his dad right before the accident and his father was there. And the first thing he said is, where's Elena? I want to talk to Elena. I need to see her. I need to be with her. That was the first thing he said when he came to. And he didn't remember it because he went back, kind of fell back asleep. He was having, uh, he had a head concussion. And his dad was like, who is this woman? She must be pretty special. You keep mentioning her. And he's like, what? (laughs) And we had never had one date yet. But we had been talking for hundreds of hours on the phone. He was an incredible person. But if I had, and all these roadblocks were in my way. And we kept trying. We kept saying, this must be a love that's worth it because we keep trying to be together. We kept trying to fight for it. But when little tiny battles become like a freaking war, you know, it's not worth it. So we're, we kept trying and trying and trying. And then the next thing I know, he's sick and he leaves his business. And I'm sure he's, I'm sure he died because there's no way he would not have gotten back to me, you know, because we were so such good friends, minimum. You know, and so God threw up a bunch of roadblocks because he didn't want me to go through two men in a row who died of cancer. All right, I'll take that one. Thanks. You know, thank you, universe. Thank you, God. So sometimes God will put, you know, blocks in your road and you don't have to call God to be universe, your higher self, your spiritual guidance, your ase, your spirits, whatever you want to call it. But sometimes it's just obstacles that are meant to help you build character, build more knowledge of the situation, walk in with eyes wide open. I told you guys uh, the other day that I was going to this new house to look at it and oh my God, it's amazing. Oh my God, I have a hot tub in my bathroom. <laughs> I mean, it's that, it's all kinds of amazing. It's on a river. The view from my bathroom and my bedroom is of a river. I have built in dogs. I found out from the, uh, from the landlady that the neighbor's dogs will always and forever be in our house. If we open our front door, we will have dogs with us, period. And I'm, I'm okay with that because I love these dogs. Immediately, I had a dream about the white one. I had a dream about him. He came to me in a dream a couple days before I got there. We became friends while I was there. But there were some obstacles, a lot of obstacles. Holy man. But we got it. We got it done. But, I mean... How is this for, this is, this is, I'm going to give you guys a list. This is the list of obstacles. So the first obstacle was I have to pay. Obviously I have the money in the bank. I can pay first and deposit 
it's not that much money. All right, I could do that. Not a problem. Let's do the obstacles. So, all right, we'll jump the hurdles. We're going to win that race. We got to jump those hurdles. They're not blocks. They're not roadblocks. They're not red flags. They're, 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 we got to see. They're character building, right? So, (laughs) and you have to have discernment between the two. So I, all right, first things first, I got to pay. And I ask her, do you have PayPal? I'll pay you in two minutes. I'll pay you right now. Boom. The universe loves speed and so do I. Boom. I'll do it right now. And she says, well, I don't have PayPal. Okay. Okay. Well, if you can get it, I could just pay you right now. And she said, all right, great. And then (laughs) there you go. So, all right, not a problem. And she signed up for PayPal and I'm like, awesome, let's go. And she says, well, let's wait because they say I need a code. Two days later, there's no damn code. They never freaking sent the code. She keeps asking them and they keep not sending her a code. I'm like, this, this sucks. This sucks. You know what? I'll go out and get the money and bring it to you. And then I realized, oh my God, the bank, my, my ATM card expired on the 30th of April. Damn it. Two weeks ago, my ATM card expired. But I have my sons, so I transferred all the money over to my son's account. Not a problem. All right. All right. That's okay. I could do that. So I transferred everything. Everything's fine. Again, and I uh, we and I got both of my cards just in case. Went down to the ATM and the bank had arbitrarily erased my son's pen. So now we can't access the card, can't access our money, can't get the cash. There's nothing we can do. My card, I tried it and they said it's been expired. All right, that's an obstacle. That's fine. You know what? I'm going to go home. I'm going to, I'm going to write to this guy who is a security guard at the, where my card should have arrived. I'm going to see if it, it's gotten there, if it's gotten there yet. And I wrote to him or I, yeah, I texted him and he said, oh yeah, well DHL did show up with your card. But when I told them you don't live here anymore, they took the package back. So on their website, they claim they delivered it already. But according to him, they took it back. What did they do with my car? Did they mail it back to my bank? Are they holding it somewhere in a facility downtown? Where the hell is my card? Oh my God. So now I have no access to my money except through PayPal. I thought, well, it's going to be hilarious, right? Because eventually PayPal will just, they'll just say, oh, well, Here's your code, by the way, three days later. She writes me and she says, I, my brother has a PayPal, so why don't you send it to my brother's PayPal? I'm like, all right, that sounds awesome. What's his email? She says, I'll check. 15 minutes go by. Oh, he closed his PayPal account. Oh my God, more obstacles. And then I said, let's just do Google Pay. Let's just do that. So she signs up for Google Pay. Google pay the first thing first, which credit card, she puts the credit card number in 
they take out a dollar. She's like, what the hell? Why would they do that? Second thing, put your debit card in. They take out a dollar. She's like, what the hell? They just took two of my dollars. Why? I'm like, I don't know. This is crazy. But the whole time, she and I are, are building a rapport. You see, that's the, the obstacles are there, but I think the universe wants us to be friends. I mean, we're like laughing at like every obstacle that came up. I'm seeing how she's reacting and I'm seeing how I'm reacting and we're both laughing at it. This is a big universal joke. The cosmos are laughing at us. I mean, every time we reach another obstacle and, and it just wasn't working. She's like, now what do I do? And I'd write her right to her and I go, I think we need to sit back and wait while God is finished laughing at us. That's what we need to do <laughs> because God is laughing at us. This is a big cosmic joke. I have the money in the bank. I can't, re- I can't access my money. I can only do it through PayPal. No one has PayPal. You can't get through Google pay. And they take, they took two of her dollars. And then she says, okay, let me go to add a bank account. And she goes to add a bank account and nothing. She can't do it. I'm like, oh, this is rich. This is just, okay. So I got on a chat and I started asking and they said, oh, you have to be a United States citizen and have a United States bank before you can get paid with Google pay. I'm like, okay, so they tell the whole world, this is an international operation, but they can't do it. All right, fine. So I need to give me, give my friend her $2 back. (laughs) So I call my bank, try to do a wire transfer, but Oh, you can't do a wire transfer unless you have an address in the United States. I'm like, oh yes, but if I give you my address in the United States as my main address, you're going to send my new ATM card to the United States and I'm in Ecuador. She said, that's correct. So wire transfers out. Yes. Damn it. All right. All right. So let's do it. All right. So... Let's go to what's the next thing on the list? Zell. Oh, you can't do Zell because they need to have a bank account in the United States. Great. Bill pay can't do it because they need to be a company in the United States. Okay, great. International overseas, uh, wire transfer. You have to be in the States. All right. Um, express send. I have to fly to the United States, walk into a branch to sign up for express send. And it also takes a month. (laughs) Express send the ironic name that doesn't work. Yeah. So we, (laughs) I mean, it was, I was on, I was on the phone for two solid hours with my bank yesterday, trying to figure this out. And there was literally no solution. I'm like, you're supposed to be an international bank. There was one way that I could have sent it to a bank. 
oh, but I couldn't send it to her bank because there's 20 banks in Ecuador, but they only send it to two. And neither one of them was her bank. I mean, this was like ridiculous. It was not blocks, but obstacles after obstacles after obstacles. And we're just like, and then it started raining really hard here. And then it started hailing and the, and the hail was coming and it was just like slamming up against the, the window so hard. And I just, I said, it just started hailing here. Literally. When did we enter the fifth circle of hell? And she started laughing and I started laughing and I said, I swear to God, my bank is going to drive me to alcoholism. This sucks. And she says, Oh my God, me too. I need a drink. This is crazy. And it got to the point where she really wanted me to rent the place. And it got to the point where I really wanted to be in that place and I couldn't pay for it. And I'm like, what the hell? And then all of a sudden she said, Oh, actually my friend just told me he has PayPal. Like, all right, awesome. What's his address? She gave it to me and I said, okay, done. You've got your money. She's like that fast. Oh my God. I go. Yeah, I told you like I left my, my son and I left and went to the ATM and we sat there for like a half hour trying to use both of our cards in three different ATMs. They have like six different bank ATMs over there. And it wasn't working in any of them. We're like, oh my God, we're risking life and limb over here because we're going to ATM in, in the mall, in the mall with coronavirus in the streets. I mean, ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous things. Um, there was three ways I could get internet. That was another obstacle I'd overcome. And the man was telling me the, um, broker who's getting me into the place. And I'm working more with the landlady than, than with him now. And he was like, you could get this one, but it's $145 for the modem. I'm like, excuse me. This is only for 4g network, by the way. We don't have 5G in Ecuador, thank you God, right now. But uh, we're just like, okay, fine, but I don't have access to cash, so I got to pay at the card. So he started looking into it, and they say, well, we don't accept foreign bank cards. We just don't. Great. Great. There's that. And then the other place said their internet's not as good, but it's only $50 for the modem. (laughs) Okay, fine. Whatever, whatever. But they said, um, well, we'll see. We'll send a contract over tomorrow when, you know, when everything is. So we still haven't heard back and it's like, dude, really? I don't even know if I can have internet in the new place. There's no oven in the new place. And my son just has been perfecting his sourdough for like 10, eight or nine days now, actually not 10 days, but maybe about nine days now. And we're just like, Oh my God, but do we want to be in a place filled with mold, including black mold now? I mean, we're spraying this stuff every single day and it comes back every single day and we're leaving all of our windows up and we're like, we cannot live here anymore. Where else can we live? 
I found a gorgeous place with no furniture and a hot tub on the roof for the same price I'm paying for this place. That place is brand new, modern, spick and span, but there's no pots and pans (laughs) and there's no stores open to buy all this stuff. So, okay, fine. All right. Maybe we shouldn't get that place now. And then there was another place, Penthouse Suite on the 13th floor. Perfect for me in my witchy ways. And it had an open terrace on top of the building. And that was all ours, all private. No furniture, same thing. Can't go there. Then there was another place, gorgeous, filled with furniture, beautiful. Less money than we're paying here by about $50. Huge, huge, like a 3,000 square foot house full of furniture. It had a bathtub, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a hot tub type bathtub, but it was two blocks from Banyas, which is where all the uh, places are with, you know, all the Japanese mud pools and the hot tubs and the volcanic waters that are so healing. It's one of my favorite places in the world, actually. And I tried to get into that place and, and he said, well, we can't because, or he says, you can, if you want, but there's no yard, there's no green spaces around there. And to be honest, it's not as nice as the one you want that you've been wanting. All right, fine. So all the places available. And then there's like six apartments that have windows that don't open. (laughs) No balconies, no windows that open. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I need my air, <laughs> you know, so the only place we could go to this, this place we can't pay for. And we're like, oh my God. So she says, okay, here's my friend's PayPal. I pay him immediately. She's like, it, that was it. That was fast. Oh my God. It was so easy. Oh, and then he writes, he says, but how do I get the money out of PayPal? And we were just like, oh my God, there's a whole nother obstacle here. And she's like, why is this happening? Is this a bad sign? Is this a bad sign from the universe? She asked me and I'm like, oh my God, she thinks like I do. We're going to be friends. She mentioned something about a bottle of Jägermeister. Okay. We're going to be friends. I said, well, that's full of herbs. So that might be healing. (laughs) And she says, okay, We'll figure it out. Don't worry. You've already paid. As far as I'm concerned, you did your part. I'm like, all right. I pick up the keys on Friday. We're going to sign the lease on Friday. One year lease. And she says, let's meet downtown to, to go see a notary public. I'm like, oh my God. Again, with the coronavirus threat, you want me to go downtown to the heart of where all this crap is happening. I still don't know if I could get internet. I really just don't know. <laughs> and in the local, the government has their own internet, which is $28 a month for the highest speed fiber optic that you can get. And all these other places are like rinky dink modems for 35 bucks. So it's better to get the government one. Everyone does. Right. So we're like, all right, damn. All right. So, all right. <laughs> in a couple of weeks I can have internet. Right. So I don't even, I still don't even know, but we're, we'll see. I'll know by tomorrow. I'll know by Friday if I can get internet or not. 
<laughs> and if I can't, I won't be able to have the show for a couple weeks, guys. So I'm telling you in advance, this is what's going on. But, and I will resume as soon as I can, obviously, because I need to, there's a lot of stuff I need to do on the internet. So anyway, I talked her out of that. Let's do Notary Republic once the traffic is open, once everything's open, once we know that the virus threat is gone, or at least, you know, we can socially distance and we'll still be okay. And she said, all right, I'll do it. I'll sign the lease on Friday. We'll take it to a Notary Republic in a week or two. I don't have a problem with having a notary sign it. I want to stay in this place. I, you know, the, the lady we met has been there for 15 years. She was tranquil as fuck. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you guys, it's like walking into a spa that soothes your soul. This property. It's like walking into the fifth dimension or even the seventh dimension. I mean, we walked in there. We're like, oh, and all of our stress, it, it drained away in 20 minutes. And it took us hours, like six or seven hours to lose that feeling after we got off that property. Now, I think if we lived there a year, it might take a year or two to get rid of that inner tranquility. I remember when I lived in Mexico and I heard that ocean every day. It took me like three years to not hear the ocean in my mind, in my subconscious background music was the ocean for like three years after. It was incredible. And I had that inner peace for so long. I feel like this is one of those properties. We can hear the river from our backyard. We can hear it flowing and it's just so relaxing. There's something about water, the energy of water. So anyway, so we went through all these obstacles and we finally got to the outcome. Well, her friend now has to check this out. They're sending from the United States to him a paper, paper check in the mail. And they're taking $11 for their inconvenience. Oh my God, this is the most inconvenient thing ever. PayPal sending a paper check. Literally one of the craziest things I ever heard. I thought they too were a international company. It's like you find out all the places that you literally find out all the places that have always, I mean, all the companies that claim to be international. And now, now you're starting to realize, you know, at least me, I'm starting to realize these companies, they're liars, right? (laughs) so when you look at the obstacles and they're just hurdles and you could hop over the hurdles it's okay you can hop over the hurdles you're still going to win the race as long as you hop over those hurdles you know it's not always a roadblock sometimes the universe is testing you to see how badly you want it and sometimes God says there's going to be a little bit of a delay But everything is going to work out in your favor even better than you ever imagined. Just wait. Just watch. I think I might have gained a friend out of this. Possibly. Possibly. We'll see. We'll see. 
But the fact that this woman made me Thanksgiving dinner last year, her cooking was amazing. I talked to her. I said hi to her before. And now she's going to be my landlady, and she's so cool. She's doing this on behalf. She's like 26 years old. But she, her mom is the one who owns the house, and, the, and they're doing this together. I thought, how sweet is that? So there you go. Uh, this week, uh, animals that have come up over and over and over and over and over again. Swans. Swans. I've been seeing Cisneros, Cisnero, Cisne. Uh, those are words for swan or swans in Spanish. I've seen images on trucks with swans going by. I've been thinking how badly I want to go to the park where there's a lake when all this is over to go look at the swans and hang out with the ducks, feed the ducks, maybe feed the swans. I've been thinking about swans. And then it started coming up in in tarot readings. I'm seeing swans everywhere and unicorns, by the way. Jude DeCoff, I know you're listening. (laughs) Have you been seeing all the unicorns I sent you on Instagram? (laughs) I mean, there's unicorns everywhere. Someone did a unicorn reading and she had a cloth with unicorns on it underneath the cards that she was reading. And like she's her whole life is about the unicorns. And I've been seeing mermaids. So a lot of mythical and amazing uh, magical creatures have come into my field of awareness lately. Now, I think I saw someone's name, Serena, the other day. Serena means um, mermaid in Spanish, Sirena. Sirena is actually how you say it. But it's been it's been interesting. But I wanted to bring that up to see if you guys have also. I want you to be aware of all the all not only of the obstacles and the hurdles, and the absolute roadblocks, but also I want you to be aware of the little signs of things, you know, like that. I feel like there's little signs along your way. You know, I, I just channeled Brother Yeshua, and then for me to go to a place where a mountain is overlooking my street that says Yeshua, like when I'm outside this house I'm moving to, there's going to be literally the name of Jesus, his original name. I, I feel like so blessed. You know, my big brother, it's like my big brother's, you know, big brother's watching you. <laughs> Usually that's a bad thing, you know, like the government. But in this case, I feel like my big brother's going to be there looking out for me. And I will achieve the peace that passes all understanding. I just have to go through the hurdles to show the universe how badly I want it. And we're getting it. We're excited. Now I've got a pack. Last night, you guys, I did not do the show. Around midnight, I was starting to get that cosmic nappy energy. And it might have been the mold getting to me. We've been spraying everything with bleach every day. A couple times a day, actually, with the windows open. Hoping we don't get coronavirus in the process. And I just got this weird energy of like, I just have to sleep. I can't. And I set my alarm for 30 minutes, woke up and I was just like so foggy and out of it. I set my alarm for an hour thinking that would, you know, having a nice power nap and I could get up at two or three in the morning and do it. 
and I got up at 3.30 and I was getting ready to do it and I just was so foggy mentally. I'm like, oh, hell no. I can't do it. Usually I'll push through it. You guys know, I think I've fallen asleep while doing the show, sitting up, doing the show. I think I've fallen asleep a couple times, just kind of starting to nod off. And then, oh, 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 yeah. Well, anyway, what I was saying was, you know, seriously, it's a mold. It's a mold in here. It's really affecting me. And my kid were just like, oh my God, he woke up with a nosebleed this morning. By the way, I wanted to mention something to you guys before. Oh, I want, A, I want to apologize for that though, that I didn't get it out on time. You know, some of you are starting to commute again. Becca did mention that she's back in school in Germany this week, back to university. There's still social distancing, being very careful and cautious. Good thing. Things are starting to open back up in a lot of places. Um, I think here it's June, but next week we're going to open up where cars can have two days a week on the road instead of one. So it'll be good for people who want to go and do things. Not as good for the environment, of course, because people definitely take advantage of that. So I want to apologize for not getting the show done on time, but I hope you guys understand. I mean, what we're dealing with here is not just a little bit of a mold in the corner that we got rid of and it's over. I don't know what the hell. It's like the whole building. Everybody in the whole building, you notice that all of the windows are open. It was like this wild mold growth out of nowhere in the whole freaking apartment building. Seriously, I think they need a flamethrower this place. Just <laughs> take a flamethrower to it and let it go up. Not that it kings, it's made from cement and bricks, but <sighs> can't wait to get the hell out of here. I'm moving to a place built, built with mostly wood, which you don't normally see. I think it's a brick place, but then there's a lot of wood inside and it's like a log cabin. It's very beautiful. Oh, this is the thing that I wanted to tell you guys. Do not ever spray bleach in your environment and isopropyl alcohol in the same time it literally makes chloroform <laughs> oh my god chemistry 101 <laughs> i my son and i did not know that we have a spray bottle for each thing and he was looking up some things on the internet and he found that out and he went, Oh my God, we might have accidentally chloroformed each other or ourselves if we had not known that and go long spraying bleach on things. And then, Oh, I want to, I, I don't want to bleach my pants. Let, let me just use alcohol just in case coronavirus, you know, let me just spray the clothes after I sprayed the bleach. And then you wake up three hours later, passed out and foggy on the floor. <laughs> Thank God that didn't happen. But I'm telling you guys, in case you have a bottle for this and a bottle for that, don't spray them at the same time. Also, don't breathe in isopropyl alcohol that's 70% or higher. Don't breathe it. It turns into nail polish in your lungs. I breathed in a little bit yesterday. My throat's kind of rough today. It, it was started to burn right away. I was like, oh my God. So 
I don't know. I'm a mess right now. (laughs) I can't wait to move to the new place and feel normal again. There's this massive wide open forested area with the river running through it. And nobody was out. Nobody was out. We will be the only people out there. The dogs, my son and I, (laughs) the neighbor's dogs, they'll come over a lot. I'm sure of it. They'll just come over and sleep. (laughs) But just want to let you guys know, you know, don't be careful. Don't breathe stuff in. I feel like when I breathe in the mold spores, I don't mind breathing in a little bleach because I feel like it's killing whatever mold spores are in my body. Probably not healthy either, right? <clears throat> but anyway, I will try my best to get a show out five shows a week. I'm going to record this show now. It's 10 in the morning. I got up at 8.18. And it's 10.22 right now. Ecuador time, which is... Kind of, I think it's like mountain or central time. I think it's central time in the United States. But I think I'm going to do two shows today. I'm going to do this one. I'm going to take a break with my kid. Maybe watch a movie, get some coffee. You know, keep packing our stuff and spraying everything with bleach. And then we're going to... And then we're going to... Uh, I'm going to do another show today. And then... The rest of the day, just get everything ready, and then tomorrow morning, if I can, I'll try to get the Friday uh, show out early, and then we can go get all of our our stuff done, and we're probably going to not have uh, internet the whole weekend, but we're going to be in this lovely place. My son says, don't worry, we could go back to the 1950s, Ma, I got a radio. I'm like, oh my God, that's hilarious. We do have books. And we do have a nice patio and we could get some nice coffee and just sit there and enjoy our coffee on the patio, our own private little tiny backyard. It's no bigger than my bedroom right now, (laughs) but I think that's how we're going to spend our, I think that's how we're going to spend our weekend. Hopefully Monday the internet will be installed and everything will be fine. And if that's the case, that will be wonderful. Then next Wednesday or Friday, hopefully, I will already have my bank card. Life to get can get back to freaking normal a little bit more for us. I can access my money again. And maybe I could look into buying an oven. I can have to put an oven out on the patio. Everything's like, it's like mostly covered. So... It's kind of, it could be outside and yet it's covered. There's only a little bit with the sun. So you don't have to be in the sun. I love it. It's so nice. So, so much better than where we have. I'm really, really, really grateful to God right now. God is delivering us and giving us something better than what we had for less money, which is also better for us. I'm going to start doing my shows during the day. And you guys are going to start hearing the river in the background. I'm sure of it. So I'm excited. I'm excited to share it with you guys. At least, you know, can't share it visually. Although I might put some pictures up on my Instagram, which is, by the way, at mermaidgirl888. 
I haven't been able to get things up there too often the past couple weeks. I put up about three things in the past two weeks. I've just been so busy just trying to get the hell out of here. (laughs) So I think you guys are going to see a difference in my energy because it shifted hardcore when I was only there 20 minutes. I can't imagine living there for like a week how much different I'm going to be. I'm sure if you go back a month in, in listening to a show versus a month after and a month before, you're going to be like, what? Look at the difference. That's what I, that's what I look forward to for sure. All right. So spaceweather.com and I kept it open from yesterday. The conditions from yesterday, the solar wind speed was 299.1 kilometers per second. And the sun is still blank with no sunspots. It's been 11 days. Nice number there. That's a master number. The Ulu Finland laboratory is reporting the neutron counts of 10.6% of the space age average, which is very high. That is a 48 hour change of 0.4% going up. And you guys, oh my God, we have another coronal hole in the sun in which solar wind has been flowing out of it. And it will reach us on May 17th. So basically on Sunday, we're going to be getting solar winds. Expect the cosmic naps and a lot more of those ascension symptoms coming your way soon. Also remember the 16th and 17th was the last coronal wind. So I have a feeling it's this coming weekend is going to be just like last weekend. And it was just like on Saturday and Sunday, boom, all ascension symptoms, all cosmic naps. And now all of a sudden everything's clear again for Monday. I have a feeling that's what's going to be, but we'll see. Maybe we will get more solar wind during the week too, but all weekend long expect that to be So if you plan on going anywhere, just make sure that, you know, everything is okay. Now it did say the fireball network had 17 fireballs, but I think it was not updated from the day before. So I think yesterday there was none or they either that or they just didn't update it. So when I update this page and do the second show today, we will find out what happened with that. So Friday is going to mark an anniversary of sorts. Not only is it my near twin's birthday, Jeremy, it's his birthday, May 15th. I will have to tell him happy birthday before I don't have internet for a week because that will hurt his feelings if I don't remember. Not that he always remembers my birthday, but he does have memory issues. And, you know, when he finds out it's my birthday, immediately he tells me. But anyway, the great geomagnetic storm of May 1921, 99 years ago this week, people around the world woke up to some unusual headlines. Telegraph service prostated. What? Comet not to blame declared the Los Angeles Times on May 15th, 1921. Electrical disturbances worst ever known, reported the Chicago Daily Tribune. 
and Sunspot credited with rail tie-up. Deadpans, the New York Times. Crazy. Crazy, right? So, they didn't know it at the time, but the newspapers were covering the biggest solar storm. Biggest solar storm of the 20th century. Nothing quite like it has happened ever since. It began on the 12th of May, 1921, when the giant sunspot, AR-1842, crossing the sun during the declining phase of solar cycle 15, began to flare. One explosion after another hurled coronal mass ejections directly towards the Earth. For the next three days, the CMEs rocked Earth's magnetic field. Scientists around the world were surprised when their magnet suddenly went off scale. Pens in strip chart recorders pegged uselessly to the top of the paper. Then the fires began. On May 15th, the telegraph exchange in Sweden burst into flames. An hour later, the same thing happened across the Atlantic in the village of Brewster, New York. Flames engulfed the switchboard at Brewster Station of the Central New England Railroad and quickly spread to destroy the whole building. That fire, along with another one about the same time in a railroad control tower near New York City's Grand Central Station, is why the event is sometimes referred to as the New York Railroad Superstorm. What caused the fires? Electrical currents induced by geomagnetic activity surged through telephone and telegraph lines and it heated them to the point of combustion. Strong currents disrupted telegraph systems in Australia, Brazil, Denmark, France, Japan, New Zealand, Norway, Sweden, the UK, and the USA. The Ottawa Journal reported that many long-distance telephone lines in New Brunswick were burned out by the storm. On some telegraph lines in the United States, voltages spiked as high as 1,000 volts. Now, during the storm's peak on the 15th of May, southern cities like Los Angeles and Atlanta felt like Fairbanks with northern lights, northern lights dancing overhead while telegraph lines crackled with geomagnetic currents. Auroras. That's the Aurora Borealis, guys. We're seen in the United States as far south as Texas, while in the Pacific, red auroras were sighted from Samoa and Tonga and ships at sea crossing the equator. What would happen if such a storm occurred today? Researchers have long grappled with this question, most recently in a pair of in-depth papers published in a journal called Space Weather. The great storm in May 1921, an exemplar of a dangerous space weather event by Mike Hapgood, and intensity and impact of the New York Railroad Superstorm of May 1921 by Jeffrey Love and colleagues. And that's from the U.S. Geological Survey. So the summary above as largely a result of Hapgood's work painstakingly searched historical records, including the scientific journals, newspaper clippings, and other reports to create a moment-by-moment timeline of the storm. 
because this is invaluable to emergency planners who will use them to prepare us for future storms. Now, if you want to read the rest of the article, it's on spaceweather.com and there are links to the two articles I mentioned. That is some wild ass shite right there, man. Oh my gosh. (laughs) All right. Disclosurenews.it. They reported 80 was the Schumann resonance. Oh my gosh. For 20 minutes, their amplitude remained above power 50. That's, that's kind of a big event for, you know, it's a moderately big event for Italy. And yet again, we are not having anything for the heartmath.org. They are still in the process of moving their servers over. So let's move right along and go to A Course in Miracles, which is found through ACIM.org, which is the website for the Foundation of Inner Peace. We are on Lesson 295 today. This is it. The Holy Spirit looks through me today. The Holy Spirit looks through me today. Christ asks that he may use my eyes today and thus redeem the world. He asks this gift that he may offer peace of mind to me and take away all terror and all pain. And as they are removed from me, the dreams that seemed to settle on the world are gone. Redemption must be won. Oh, anyone. As I am saved, the world is saved with me. For all of us must be redeemed together. Fear appears in many different forms, but love is one. My Father, Christ has asked a gift of me, and one I give that it be given me. Help me to use the eyes of Christ today, and thus allow the Holy Spirit's love to bless all things which I may look upon that his forgiving love may rest on me. The Holy Spirit looks through me today. Again, that's lesson 295. You might look up A Course in Miracles to find an app for your phone where you can have your lessons on the go if you want to start fresh from the beginning or just follow along with with what we're reading today on the show. You can do that or at ACIM.org. Okay, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, we're going to talk about a topic we have never talked about. It sounds insane, but it's feet. Oh my God, we're going to talk about feet. If you're a foot fetishist, you might like this one. (laughs) If you're a foot fetishist, you're going to have the feet memorized of all the people you've ever known. (laughs) And you're going to go, yep, yep, that's, that's true. And the rest of us were going to go, wow, what do my feet look like? What we're going to talk about, it's like palm reading, but it's foot reading. And we're not going to talk about the lines on the feet just yet. I'm, I'm not, I still have to research that. Maybe we'll talk about that next week if I can figure it out. But we're going to talk about toes of all weird things right after this message.
<laughs> well, there you guys have it. <laughs> Did you hear the man saying avena? Avena in Spanish means oatmeal. And this guy sells, just to be honest, between you and me, really bad oatmeal. He literally sells oatmeal on the streets. When he started, he had a little tiny, I don't even know what, it was almost like a baby carrier strapped around his neck and his back, and it held little little uh, containers of the oatmeal he was selling. And then he moved to like a table and he just stood on the corner. And now he's moved up to having like a, a wheelie cart with the Avena on it. And he's got like um, uh, an outfit that kind of matches the umbrella that's shading the Avena, even though he's out on the street. It's kind of weird, but tell me, does it or does it not sound like he's saying Elena? That's my name. Elena, Elena, Elena. That's what it sounds like he's saying. And I kid you not, for a couple months, when he was out there every single day, all the time on the street, across, like across the street on the corner, which is directly facing my window. I heard that every day for months. And I was like, I wish this guy would freaking stop stalking me. Who the hell is he? And then one day I realized he was selling oatmeal. <laughs> I'm like, I'm afraid I'm not going to look out the window. I'm scared. Like, why is this guy? I mean, can you imagine like if your name was like Henry and someone's outside your window going, Henry, 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 oh, Henry, you know, and you're like, oh my God, you go out there and he's selling, oh, Henry candy bars, you know, like, but it'd be so freaky, right? That's how I felt. Like, why is this guy Elena, Elena, Elena? Anyway, he was walking by and I happened to catch that today. I wanted to preserve that for all of history because it's so funny. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not so egotistical to think that somebody was actually stalking me, but it was so freaky to hear my name randomly called every freaking day. And I don't know anybody here. And I'm like, Oh my God. You know? And I thought at first, maybe he's someone I talked to on tagged, which is like a, a social platform. It's not always for dating It's for all, all kinds of things. Meeting people. I've met people just to shoot the breeze or talk business, you know, different things. And I thought, Oh my God, what if he saw me in the window one day? And now he's like trying to get my attention. Maybe it's like a say anything sort of moment, you know, but he didn't have a radio. So he's screaming my name. I mean, I was freaking out. I'm like, no, <sighs> no, no, no. <laughs> anyway, I, I had to play that for you guys. Cause it was just too funny. At least for me, it was just too funny. So here we go. You don't have to be a foot fetishist to be interested in this topic. I mean, if you have feet, you have a way, another way to reveal your personality based on your feet and your toes and the shape of everything. So we're going to talk about this today. This is pretty interesting really interesting stuff. Okay. So cosmopolitan has a pretty interesting article on this. You could look at this article on cosmopolitan.in and the name of the article I'm going to read to you guys is called seven types of toes and the secrets they reveal about your personality. 
Are you intrigued yet? If you haven't heard about this, I'm sure you're like, um, seven types of toes. Aren't they all kind of the same? They're just like these things, these appendages that help us grip the floor when we walk so we don't fall over. (laughs) I mean, you know, that's pretty much what I thought. I mean, I always thought, you know, like my mom had really thin and beautiful feet. Her, her toes were very elegant and everyone that saw my mom's feet were like, man, you've got really pretty feet really like pretty feet you know and people look at my feet and go yeah you got cute feet they're not pretty like your mom's but they're cute you know like it was like yeah I got cute feet but man her mom my mom had beautiful feet and no one in and, and, and you know and again you, you could be you could appreciate this without actually having a fetish about this right but most people's feet are just normal feet and People either don't think about them at all, or they've got a massive attraction to feet, or they just think feet are the most disgusting things ever. I had a friend who came up to me probably around April, <coughs> April or, or um, maybe it's no, like, it like maybe the beginning of May or the end of April, and it was starting to get warm again in the valley. We were at Cal State University at Northridge, where I went to school for my degree in human sexuality as well as psychology I got two degrees at once and she came up to me and she goes oh lord it's already starting and I'm like what and she says girl I can't handle this I hate this season I'm like it's wonderful it's spring the flowers are blooming and I need more allergy medicine but hey the flowers are blooming it's beautiful the sun is out this is an amazing time of year and she says oh girl you don't understand. I hate feet. I hate feet. They're the ugliest, weirdest, most grotesque things. I'm just like, Ugh. and she's like, I hate it. I can't stand it. I'm like, what are you talking about feet? She goes, it's sandal season. It's sandal season. Yo, I can't handle this crap. <laughs> it was one of the funniest things. I'm like, Oh, Oh, wow. Well, just don't look down. She's like, I can't. I can't look down anymore. There's feet everywhere. And then right when she's saying that, someone walked by with sandals and she just was like, oh, she's like, oh, it's put me off my lunch. She can't even eat. She can't even eat when there's feet about, you know, and that, and that's a very extreme case, you know, but most of us don't think about it one way or the other. We're just like, hey, feet are feet. Cool. Every now and again, you know, you, you uh, poke a hole in your sock and it's time to, to cut your nails and you don't really look at your feet, you know, too much. You wash them, you know, every, every day you wash your feet in the, in the bathtub or the shower or whatever. But usually people don't think about this stuff. And I just, uh, the other day I was, um, sitting here and I was looking at my foot and I was like, okay, well I need to, you know, take the nail polish off and put new nail polish on and didn't know what color. So I haven't done it yet. It's been about a week. I've been thinking about this. Like, ah, uh, Right now I have bright pink, this beautiful bright pink nail polish, but, but it's, you know, it's almost played out. So I've got to, I've got to figure it out. What's my next color. And as I was thinking, I was looking at it and I, and I was sitting in, um, a half Lotus position. If you know yoga and, and I don't do yoga, but I at least know what this is. And so I had my, my, um, my foot on top of my thigh if that makes sense, if you know what I mean, like kind of across legs. And I was looking at the uh, lines on my feet and I started thinking, wait a minute, 
well, if there's palm reading, why can't there be foot reading? So I started looking it up and all this stuff came up and I'm like, no way. Not only are we going to go over the shape of your toes as a whole, but we're going to talk about all the individual things that can happen (laughs) to feet that will actually give you some insights as to what you were born to do, what you came here for, what your personality is like. And we're going to start right now. So this article in Cosmopolitan, uh, starts starts out talking about everyone likes an insight into our personality basically you know how people read you know your signature or your zodiac sign or you know uh palm reading whatever they call it they, they say handwriting reading it's actually called handwriting analysis but whatever anyway uh the latest they say to join the bandwagon is accurate af toe analysis which gives each toe type insight into our personality traits based on the way our toes dangle off the end of our feet. (laughs) Oh, here we go again with another ambulance. You could tell I'm doing this during the day. A lot of traffic out. Okay. The first, uh, the first type of toe or foot type is called the Egyptian toe. So they say it's pretty common. The Egyptian toe is distinguished by a long, big toe, followed by other toes that taper down at a 45 degree angle. The entire foot is at an incline and usually longer and narrow than other shapes. People who have feet like this have a royal air about them and love extra pampering. They have an eye for aesthetics and they're generally very friendly people being the best fit to deal with difficult personalities. You know what? This is my foot. Sorry. It's just, (laughs) I have to say right now, I'm going to admit it. I have an Egyptian foot. I've been in Egypt twice in past lives, but this has nothing to do with actually, I don't think with actually having Egyptian blood. (laughs) I wouldn't be at all surprised though, if I do, but that's me, <laughs> a royal air about me, and I love pamper. Yes, I do. You want to rub my feet? I don't care if you have a foot fetish. Let's go, baby. <laughs> All right. The next type is called the Roman toe. This particular toe shape is characterized by the first three toes being the same height, with the other two then descending in order. The people who sport this type of toe are known to have a balanced body shape as well as personality. They are inherently outgoing and they love adventures as well as discovering different cultures and spaces. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? You know what I think what we should do from now on for a second date with someone, if we like them, we should go to the beach and make sure they wear sandals. <laughs> and we will know so much about their personality by looking at their feet. Oh my God. That is kind of funny. <laughs> kind of funny. You know, actually I dated a guy who had only four toes. He was missing the baby toe on both feet. And I didn't know why he always wore shoes with socks. And I didn't know why. And even when we were dating, even when we were intimate, he always told me his feet were cold and he kept his socks on. And one day I ran into him 
he was riding his bike and he was wearing sandals and I noticed he only had four toes. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that about you. That's interesting. And he was like, yeah, it's weird. I have Simpsons feet. I'm like, oh my God, Simpsons feet. That's not on this list. But he was one of the sweetest people in the world. His name was Matt. God bless him. I hope he hears this. He knows how much I love him already. I haven't seen him, though, since college. He he moved away. Moved away. Moved to Hawaii. So I hope he's doing well. He wanted to go surfing in Hawaii. I wonder how that would be with four toes. I guess he's used to it. His toes, like the toes, his pads were kind of wide. So he could still walk. But he's the future of mankind. In the future, we won't have the baby toes. Probably in 10,000 years, we might not even have that. Well, I'll have Simpson's feet. <laughs> okay. So my son has Greek toes. This is the next one, Greek toe. Often referred to as the flame foot or the fire foot. This toe type is characterized by a protruding second toe. My, my, my little brother always called it the second freak toe. <laughs> you have that one freak toe, the one that's taller than the big one. It's weird, you know. And that was kind of a thing where I grew up in Minnesota. People would go, ha, oh, you got a freak toe. But no one really knew that this is what it is. It's like, this is a flame foot, fire foot. This toe type characterized by the pro- protruding second toe, which is even larger than the big toe. People who have this kind of toe are touted as extremely sporty and creative with leadership qualities to boast of. So the leaders have the freak toe. Hey, who knew? So, you know, if you go out on a date with someone and they're wearing sandals and they've got the freak toe, good. They're a leader, especially if you want to be around someone who's strong and powerful, go for the flame foot, baby. However, they are evidently, though, they're impulsive. They have a tendency to stress out because of that. Their energy is infectious and they love to cause chaos. Oh, wait a minute. Just to grab eyeballs. Ooh. Oh, yeah, they want people to look at them and they create their chaos. They are fun to be around. And life around them is just always happening. So if you want to be around a leader who's exciting, who has a bit of a whirlwind of chaos around them, they probably have a flame foot and you could look for that. Now the next one, this is strange. I don't, I think I might've seen one person with toes like this. I thought they had the most adorable feet. Um, anyway, yeah, she had this foot, this kind of foot type, the peasant toe, the peasant toe or peasant foot has all toes of practically the same length with the big toe, maybe a little bit bigger, but then all the other toes are exactly in the line straight across almost. And they're all the same length. So their feet appear square in shape because of this property. And as people, their personality reeks of patience. And they're probably the most thoughtful people on the face of the earth. Thoughtful. So if you see someone with peasant feet, you know they're going to be very thoughtful. They ponder for ages over all their decisions and they're the ideal choice to resolve issues and conflicts. Pragmatic and honest by nature, they are truly the ones that are sorted in life. All right, so this next one, the extra small toe. That doesn't mean having an extra toe that's small, <laughs> but an extra small toe. So all your, your feet's going along normal, 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 and then all of a sudden your, your baby toe is 
extremely tiny. This is quite similar to the Egyptian toe foot type, but this one has an extra tiny pink toe. Pinky toe, not pink necessarily, but pinky toe as a distinguishing feature. The rest of the toes are tapering in descending order, just like the Egyptian toe foot. <laughs> but people who come into this category have a personality that's generally open, except for a specific hidden aspect that they are particularly secretive about. It might be a touchy topic or just something in general that they avoid discussing with others if they have a choice. So very interesting. <clears throat> Next one, wide set toes. This is the sixth foot type. This is called the traveler's foot. This foot has toes which either have a lot of gap between the toes or the toes can be stretched quite far apart. Now, I have this. I could stretch my toes very far apart from each other. Traveler toes, baby. I've been living in six different countries for the past, since 2012. So in eight years, I've lived in six countries. So yeah, I could stretch my toes pretty far. <laughs> but they're not normally gappy in general a little bit though maybe so i have that i have that one too you can have more than one of these so the traveler's foot uh typically is associated of course with the traveler consumed by wanderlust <laughs> this foot depicts a person whose mind craves new and exciting adventures and is happiest when they're on the go Oh my God, you don't know what this quarantine's doing to me. I've been wanting to go to the beach. I'm just dreaming of going to the beach. I'm at the point now where I'm like, how do I make enough money to buy a condo at the beach? <laughs> you know, I really want to be at that beach, baby. Because I just, I, I like to travel. And it's just driving me crazy. I want to go. And I see people's travel pictures and they go, yeah, I was there a year ago. I'm like, oh, I want to be there. One of my friends, he put a picture of him sitting on the side of a building with the Eiffel Tower in the background. And I'm like, oh my God, you're in Paris right now? And he said, no, it's a year ago. I miss traveling. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. I want to go to, I want to go to France so bad. <laughs> Stretched toes. Stretched toes. This, this foot looks like silly putty. A person who has stretched toes has a foot shape in which the big toe strays far away from the rest of the toes with a considerable gap in between. Fiercely independent by nature, these people are happy only when they're outside and they hate any kind of boundaries. They love arguments and they're drawn to arguments like a moth to a flame. Okay, I'm looking. Do I have that? Um, no. My big toe is pretty much looking over my other toes, kind of like a big papa. All right, <laughs> so that's not me. So, all right, so that's our first article on the shape of feet, basically, the general shape. Now we're going to go into something a little bit deeper. All right, the next article is called Foot Reading Palmistry. And this is on aminoapps.com. <clears throat> so they say Chinese palmistry began more than... 4,000 years ago. Chinese palm reading became popular since the Zhao dynasty in 1122 BC. The complete Chinese palmistry system had been developed during the Western Han or Han dynasty, H-A-N, 206 BC. 
Chinese palmistry not only analyzes the palm lines and hand appearances, but also applies the five elements, metal, wood, water, fire, and earth, and I Ching Bakwa theories on it to predict people's fortunes and personalities. Well, that's about palm reading. So I thought that was interesting. But now they say, your feet carries your destiny, well, literally and figuratively. They can say a lot about who you are, much like palmistry foot reading has been practiced in India and China for 5,000 years. And I'm only hearing about it now? Okay. (laughs) How to measure your toes. Toe length is crucial in foot reading. To check yours, they say imagine a diagonal line from the tip of the big toe to the tip of the little toe. And the toes that are protruding over that line are long. And the ones who are underneath that line, they're they're the short ones. Sometimes a little piggy is the littlest piggy. All right. So here we go. Big toe. If your big toe is much longer than your other toes, you are a clever creative thinker. You come up with ingenious solutions to problems and you fizz with ideas. You're never stumped for an answer and you can see things from different angles. On the downside, you may have problems focusing. Sometimes you don't see your projects through. If your big toe is comparatively small, this indicates you are a superb multitasker. You delegate effectively and you're efficient. You use your charm to persuade people to go along with your ideas. Second toe. Yeah, we're going down the line. (laughs) So we already did the big piggy who went to the market. Now the second piggy who stayed home, the second toe. The longer your second toe, the more leadership qualities you have. Remember the flame foot. You're dynamic and resourceful, but your desire to get things done my way or no way. It can tip over into bossiness, actually. Indian folklore has it that eagle-eyed mothers stopped their sons from marrying girls with second long toes because it meant they were going to be far too bossy. (laughs) Hey, hey, this is not just a one-way street. (laughs) Keep that in mind. A smaller second toe, it doesn't mean that you're a pushover though. It simply indicates that you're happy to bide your time. You value harmony and you will not try to bulldoze your way through situations. Third toe, so let's see, market, stayed home. This little piggy wanted roast beef. <laughs> the third, the third toe, that's the piggy that wants roast beef. <laughs> if you're not from the States, you're like, what the hell is she on about right now? <laughs> the Chinese associate energy, drive and willpower with the third toe. If it's comparatively long, it means you're incredibly energetic and resourceful, especially at work. The longer this toe is, the more you're driven to succeed in your career. You are a perfectionist and can achieve huge amounts with your determination and energy. The drawback is the tendency to let work take over and to forget about fun and love and family. If the toe is short, you do enjoy the pleasures in life. You love to relax and you don't get worked up about anything. Ha, ah, nice to be tranquila, yeah? 
Others may accuse you of being lazy, but you would argue that, hey, life is short. You better enjoy it. Yep, and that's why that little piggy likes roast beef. You know, when I used to do that that little poem with the feet with my oldest kid, I said, this little piggy wanted vegetarian roast beef. Because <laughs> I didn't know she was going to grow up to be a vegetarian or not. So I just wanted to, you know, give her an alternative there. <laughs> Something she could pass along to her own children that didn't have to sound too weird if they're not meat eaters. Because you never know where people are going to go in life, especially when they're kids. But the fourth toe, this is the one who had none. <laughs> didn't have any roast beef, vegetarian or otherwise. A long, straight fourth toe indicates family is crucially important to your life. Unhappiness in your relationships with loved ones will show up in a, cure, in a curling of this toe curling how would that even look unhappiness and relationships with loved ones will show up in a curling of this toe that's weird right what the hell curling uh, okay moving right along you are an excellent listener and a nurturer and you'll be deeply affected by unhappiness within the family that is if it's curled i don't know i guess curled downward i'm assuming Mine might be a little bit curled, damn it. I better uncurl that baby right now. I have happier relationships. You find it hard to cut yourself off from other people's problems. Well, you know, I did choose to be a therapist, so. <sighs> All right, moving right along. I mean, we could literally just call this the therapist toe, right? <laughs> Counselor toe. <laughs> Life coach toe. The Chinese would say that you are a gentle soul and easily wounded. Yes, yes. I guess my toe is kind of curly. That's weird. A weird curly toe. (laughs) Your health might be affected by any disturbance in the home. Yeah, totally. If your toes are clawed, you need to try to let go, relax, and don't take on all the burdens of others. A short fourth toe means that family relationships are less crucial to you because your focus is elsewhere. And wee, 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 all the way home did this piggy cry. The little toe, we're down to the baby one. Little toe. Childlike impishness is a characteristic of those with small little toes. You'll shy away from responsibility and be easily bored and constantly looking for amusing diversions. You are great fun to be with, sociable and witty, but your mate, your mate tendencies can land you in trouble. We all have to grow up sometime. Yeah, but the baby toe doesn't. <laughs> and if you can wiggle your little toe separately from your fourth toe, you are an impulsive, adventurous, and charming flirt. Ooh, I hate to admit it, but that's me. <laughs> I, I just call it one of my stupid human tricks. I can move my baby toes separate from all the others. It's almost impossible, but I, I trained my toe to do that. And, well, that's true. I am adventurous. Okay, if you can't, you value routine, predictability, and loyalty if you can't move that little piggy. Go for a man who can wiggle his little toe if you want mad, fun, frenetic wild night out. But as for marriage, pick a guy who cannot wiggle that baby toe to save his life. <laughs> that's what it says. I mean, you can insert the word man with woman or what have you, but hilarious, right? 
<laughs> oh my God. All right. So toes that graduate in size, if every toe is a little longer than the one before, creating a neat line, I think they mean up, because that'd be odd, right? Okay, now I got a weird image in my mind. You got a good imagination after doing too many psychedelics, I'm I'm telling you. Anyway, (laughs) this indicates a methodical, precise, extremely practical person. That's when your toes graduate in size from the baby toe on up. You're interested in detail and ensure that you will always finish what you start. You are a dream employee to have and a good friend, loyal and steadfast to a fault. Watch out for a tendency to nitpick, though not everyone is as balanced as you. Wide feet. If you've got wide feet, you have solid worker feet. You're always on the go and you cannot sit still for even a minute. My dad, my stepdad is like that. Oh my God. The guy can't even sit still for one minute. He's like always jittering about, and maybe it was cocaine. Actually looking back. All right, moving right along. (laughs) The Chinese would say your feet are planted firmly on the ground. You're happiest when you're busy, but you should try to make time for reflection and a little peace and calm in your life. Let yourself stop and think. There's a difference between idle daydreaming and gentle reflection. Now, if you have long and narrow feet, you like nothing better than to be pampered. You find it incredibly easy to delegate. Why bother with all the hard work if you can get someone else to do it for you? You have a strong aesthetic sense and need beauty in your surroundings. Your home will be gorgeous, whatever your income. The Chinese would say that you have princess feet that barely touch the ground. You were born to be waited on, but spare thought for the rest of us. I can't say that I've got narrow feet, although mine are balanced. They're not too wide and they're not too narrow. I'm right in the middle. Arches, high arches are found on people who are very independent and self-sufficient. You need plenty of time on your own and might even be accused of being antisocial. Yeah, that's me. I do have high arches. That's crazy. You have an indomitable spirit, but remember, it isn't a weakness to ask for help. In Chinese philosophy, those with very high arches are in danger of being brittle and rigid. Well, yeah, I I think my arches have dropped. (laughs) I'm less rigid than I used to be. I used to be a very rigid person. I'm not anymore. If your arches are low or they're average, you value the company of others and you're sociable and fairly extroverted. That's if they're low arches. Yeah, that's not me. I'm still... Withdrawn into myself with the high arches there. Just like a drawbridge. It's drawn up, baby. (laughs) You enjoy having a good time and you want to ensure that others do too. Now, if you have a little toe on its side. Aw, so sad. If your little toe is on its side and the nail is facing the wall instead of the ceiling, then you are unconventional and rebellious. You know what? I think that my oldest kid has that. <laughs> Actually. Second toe, which is the next to the big toe, shaped at the base, shaped narrow at the base and wide at the tip. 
Now, if the base of your second toe where it joins the foot is much narrower than the tip, then whatever you're feeling, you will express it much bigger than you feel it. So if you're in a good mood, it's great to be around you. But if you're in a bad mood, oh boy, people better run for cover. Now, if your third toe is tilted so that the nail is facing towards the little toe, then you're great at forward planning in terms of what you're doing. You are able to look ahead and consider all the steps you need to get there. Now, this is a fun one. I have this one. Hard skin around the outside edge of the heel. This indicates that you are feeling insecure about how you want to move forward and take the next steps. Yeah, I've been for like two months, I've been wanting to move and hard skin on the outside edge of the heel. I've been thinking, well, as soon as this is over, and you know what? Oh my God, this is so strange because I made the next steps. You guys, the hard skin around the edges of my heel is not as hard anymore. I literally did nothing. I didn't put lotion on it. Now that I've made a decision and I'm moving forward, the hard skin on the... See, now I know when I need to make a decision, I need to move forward in the future, I'll have that weird hard skin on the outside edge of my heel. I don't even wear shoes. I never wear shoes in my house. I wear wear flip-flops. That's all. I don't wear shoes when I'm in the house. And I... (laughs) This week I wore shoes twice. It's the first time since March that I actually wore shoes. So weird. All right. So massive toe pads. If you're blessed with massive toe pads, (laughs) then you are a very deep thinker and you like to consider everything carefully. I don't know if I have that or not. Maybe. I don't think they're massive, but yeah, they probably are. I mean, compared to the rest of my toe, they are. I do consider things carefully. Anyway, if you have long necks to the toes, when viewing the sole of the foot, if the necks of the toes look long, then you are very expressive. Yeah, mine are short. I think I'm still expressive. All right. Tendons showing at base of the big toe when your feet are at rest. I think that just means you're a workout-aholic, right? You're... you. Or addicted to exercise, I think, if that's going on. Anyway, <laughs> they say, if just your big toe tendon shows when you're sitting in a chair with your feet flat on the floor, then you are self-disciplined. Well, yeah, because you're exercising all the time. All right. Gap between the second to third toe. If there's a gap between the top of the second and third toes, then you're keeping your emotions separate from what you're doing. Now, there are two reasons why this may be so. This could be because your work role requires detachment. Oh, so you're a spy, eh? Or it could be because you're not enjoying what you're doing. Ooh. Little toe separated from the fourth toe. Spread out your toes. Can you separate your little toe from your fourth toe? Yes, I can. The degree to which you can separate the little toe from the fourth toe is the degree to which you are adventurous, need constant change, and you hate routine. If things get too routine, you'll deliberately upset the apple cart just to see what's going to happen. Do I, though? I'm not that that bad, I don't think. (laughs) Little toe that cannot separate from the fourth toe. Well, if you can't separate your little toe from your fourth toe, 
And then you need routine for your sense of security. You're loyal, you're reliable, trustworthy, and you don't want too many surprises. There you go. So that's that article. Now we have one more. One more to go. All right. Footreading.com. <laughs> She's just going for it. This is the website of celebrity foot reader Jane Sheehan. Yeah. Oh my God. This is a thing. This is a thing. So much a thing that I did not know it was a thing. Just until like a week or so ago, I was like, huh. I wonder what the lines on my feet, like if they mean something, like the palm reading. That's weird. Because I notice I have an X on the bottom of my foot. And I actually have a K. I don't even know what that means. XK. Very, very weird. So I'm just like, all right, well, look it up. Here we go. That's why we're here. Top 10 secrets of foot reading. I thought this one looked interesting because they're secrets. (laughs) Now, Jane Sheehan is a foot reader who's been practicing since 1999. Again, her website is footreading.com. She's often asked to talk about what secrets the feet reveal. So here are the top 10 ones. Top 10 questions that people ask her the most. Secret one, what does it mean if I have a bunion? (laughs) When I'm reading a bunion, I'm not thinking about the medical condition, she says. I'm thinking about the angle of the lean of the big toe towards a little toe. So you can have a bunion reading even if you don't have a medical bunion. It's all about the angle of the lean. Bunions tell you that you are bending over backwards doing too much for other people and not enough for yourself. The degree to which the big toe is deformed towards the little toe shows the degree that you are out out of balance in this area of your life. Ask yourself, what would I be doing with my time if I had more time for me? Many people with bunions cannot even answer this. Until they work out what they really want to spend their time on for themselves, they will continue doing too much for others. Now, if you want some clues as to what you would possibly enjoy doing if you had more time, think back to what you did when you were a child in the school holidays. Perhaps you could spend more time doing that now. So I would, but I couldn't because my, my, my little brother, he wouldn't allow me to throw a bunch of snowballs at him now. (laughs) Oh, and I used to skate down the street. I ice skate down the street to the ice skating rink and the hockey rink. I'd go play hockey with the boys that were practicing. And then when a real game came up, they said, oh, you'll lose your teeth. You don't want to get hit in the face of the hockey puck. Oh, no, I don't. No, I don't. Then I'd go back to the ice skating rink and I'd go skate with the girls who came from wealthy families and had lessons and I would get free lessons secondhand. (laughs) That's what I did as a kid. (laughs) All right. Secret two. What does it mean if I have wide feet? Now we already went over this one, but what she says is I call these the cart horse foot. The person is very, very hardworking that has a wide foot. They are constantly doing things, finding it very difficult to sit down and do nothing. Now, if I offer you a drink and you have the car horse foot, you'll be getting the cups out of the cupboard to help me rather than sitting back down and letting me wait on you. That's what she says. Interesting. Secret three. 
What does it mean if I have narrow feet? Now she says, that's what I call the princess foot. Well, we've heard this before. My mom had princess feet, but she was actually, that wasn't her personality. <clears throat> Maybe the clues were in her toes and the lines underneath. We're not even going to go over the lines today. We're going to look at that later because I'm really fascinated by this topic. So you are much happier seeing back and lean. Others run after you. Peel me a grape. Remember that song? That's what it says here. Peel me a grape. I don't know if you guys remember that song. Peel me a grape. Cut me some ice. No, cut me some ice. That's not it. I don't know the song. Anyway, I'm not a singer. But you know, um, what is her name? Elvis Costello's wife. Ah, I see her beautiful face and her blonde hair right now. She is an incredible musician. And why am I not thinking about it? I used to have like four of her albums. She's so good. She's jazz, but modern. But she sings old songs. Anyway, she sings Pill Me a Grape. So look it up. You're, you'll find it. I'll think about it later. I'll tell you her name later. You are very good at delegating to others when you have princess narrow feet. <laughs> without appearing to do the delegating. Yeah, my mom did kind of get us to do stuff, but it never looked like she was bossy ever. Huh. Ah, insight. Anyway, if you have princess feet, you appreciate the good things in life. Secret four, what does it mean if I have a high arch? High arches are common found, commonly found on people who have strong inner resources. You enjoy spending time on your own. That's not to say that you're not sociable, but if you do go to a party, you need the next day as a quiet time to re-energize yourself. Yeah, that's me. Totally. Totally. You are very resourceful, but you find it hard to accept help from other people because you feel that you could do it all by yourself. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I definitely have high arches. And that's exactly me. That's true. Secret five. What does it mean if I have flat feet? Now, your flat feet are showing that you love the company of other people. You are very, very sociable. And you don't just like being left out on your own. You need a lot of support for pe- from people in your life and you're happy to accept help from other people and lots of it. Secret six. What does it mean if my feet have grown a shoe size? Well, okay, something she doesn't mention here because I'd read this earlier. My feet did grow like a half a shoe size because I got pregnant and I was carrying all that extra weight. I did this twice. And my feet got a little bit bigger. They got a little bit wider. Not much, not terribly noticeable to others, but a little to me, a little bit. Like they they spread out, you know, like the three stooges spread out. <laughs> so, all right, even though your feet have stopped growing, you know, as an adult, your feet stop growing, your feet can grow a shoe size because of a relaxation of the tension of the tendons and ligaments of the feet. When your feet go up a shoe size, it's because something now has changed in your life. Yeah, I've given birth to kids, right? And now you want recognition for your merits. Look at my kids. Just kidding. <laughs> You're much happier and and you thrust yourself into the limelight more than you did before. I know one person whose feet grew like this when she gave up her administration job to become a teacher. Well, that's really strange, isn't it? Maybe she was running around it with her administration job and her feet were all tight. Now that she's a teacher, she can unwind a little. 
that's really odd. I never heard of that just in general can happen. Secret seven. What does it mean if my feet have shrunk a shoe size? Oh my God. Your feet can shrink? Is it possible for your feet to shrink a shoe size? Or it is possible for them to shrink because of tension in the tendons and ligaments of the feet. When your feet shrink a shoe size, it's because something has changed in your life and you now feel that you want to take your time to assess your situations and watch what's happening before you push yourself forward. You no longer need recognition and you value your privacy more. You want to sit back and watch before you jump in. Oh my God, I've practically been alone, you know, only with my son for like the past two years. I mean, I should be a size five by now. I'm still a size six and a half. All right. Secret eight. What does it mean if I have athlete's foot? That doesn't mean you're athletic, buddy. <laughs> let me tell you. If you have athlete's foot, you have developed a tendency to let things get under your skin. You experience extreme irritability. It annoys you that people constantly interfere and doubt and question your ideas, hindering your progress. Why are you letting them bother you? Each toe has a meaning assigned to it. And once you learn their meanings, you could further redefine or refine your interpretation based on where the athlete's foot is appearing. And also don't forget to get it treated too. I've had athlete's foot in my life and usually it's when my sister had athlete's foot, took a shower before me. We both ended up with athlete's foot. I think one time we got it at the beach, but my stepdad bought DMSO in a roll-on for him, and we would put that on the bottom of our feet. The next day, we'd all have garlic breath and no more athlete's foot. So there you go, DMSO, dimethyl sulfoxide. All right, secret nine. What does it mean if I have smelly feet? Ew. This is what I call the skunk effect. That's what she says. <laughs> I meant the person who wrote this. No, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> you, you, you are trying to make more space for yourself by driving people away with the smell. <laughs> you often find this on teenagers who are fed up with the rules, and they will be back by half ten. Don't you know? Like yeah, oh yeah, be back by half past ten. Don't do that. Do your homework first. No, you can't have your belly button pierced. <laughs> You've got fed up with the rules. You might, your feet might start to smell. You also find it on carers of a dependent relative where their own personal freedom is restricted by their duty and responsibility. So how can you build some more freedom into your life? Well, that's true. I also think you got to wash your feet. The biggest thing with smelly feet though, I discovered is if you, my, my ex-boyfriend told me this, Tony told me this, if you, if your kids are walking around the house barefoot and they don't wash their feet good enough before putting their socks on, then they're going to make their feet and their shoes smelly. And some, um, it depends on the caliber or quality of shoes. So if you buy the cheapest shoes, sometimes they will smell, but sometimes the expensive shoes will too. Just depends on the inner lining of, of the, um, the shoe itself. So my, my kids had smelly feet when we were going through divorce. So there's an insight. But also, I think, because um, they're running around the house and running around the backyard and then coming in and they weren't quite washing their feet totally before putting their socks on, then we'd go out and, yeah, that's that was a problem. 
and then after a while we became it, it was a habit of we have to wash our feet thoroughly use soap and water dry them thoroughly and let them dry maybe use a hair dryer because you don't want that moldy smell but um but it's interesting that you will develop smelly feet if you also have that emotional thing going on secret 10 what does it mean if I have a gap between my big toe and my second toe see now we've heard this from two other people so let's see what she says she says if you have that it means you have a delayed reaction between your logical reaction and your emotional reaction you need to learn to make more space to think before you make decisions now do you find that you often agree to do something and the next day you think gosh why did I agree to do that or someone says something to you and the next day you think I can't believe I let them get away with that it's just that your first reaction was about it was basically it was your logical reaction and you didn't have time to assimilate assimilate how you feel about it the bigger the gap between the toes the more the delayed reaction is very very interesting I did not know that now check this out this is interesting this report was written by Jane Sheehan she's been practicing foot reading since 1999 at foot reading parties, exhibitions, and pamper evenings around the country. I didn't know that existed, pamper evenings. Hope you don't wear diapers. Anyway, (laughs) pampers. Now she runs a series of workshops on the fascinating subject of foot reading. To learn more about how to read the feet, you have to see her shop page on her website, again, which is footreading.com. And she also has an e-learning page. So that's really interesting. All right. Oh, Becca liked a message I sent. There you go, Becca. That was that that fairy noise. That was for you. (laughs) Anyway, that's it. Those are the three articles I found on foot reading. I thought you would love that. We're going to talk about the lines on the feet, provided I could find any information on that. Now, I did see one thing somewhere while I was looking this up that, you know, reading your palms is called palmistry. And reading your foot is called, wait for it, soulistry. Your palms and your souls. Really weird, right? Soulistry, S-O-L-E-S-T-R-Y. So if I can, if I can figure it out, I'm thinking that next week I will try to do more about the lines on the bottoms of your feet because that sounds really interesting to me. If we can read that as well as our palms, maybe we'll know more about ourselves. I think having self insight, that's always important. So I'm looking on the bottom of my foot right now. I find a diamond. Ooh, there's a couple of diamond shapes. Maybe I'm going to be rich. Maybe I'll be walking into money one of these days. And now I have an XY on the bottom of my foot. Oh my God, I'm a guy. XY. That's so weird. Okay, stop looking at your feet, Elena. Finish your show. All right. Again, I want to apologize for not getting this out there yesterday, last night. Um, I don't know. I just I just lay down and I fell asleep fully. My son has thoroughly bleached everything in my room again, over and over again for days we've been doing this. So I'm feeling good enough to do the show right now. Wanted to get it out there. It's 1.23 in the afternoon. I'm going to get the show for tonight done. 
this afternoon and have it done out early, gotten out early. Um, and then tomorrow I'm hoping I could get the earth changes report out early as well, because then I will afterwards I'll move. Now next week, I'm not certain what's going to go on because I might not even have internet. And I don't know if I have enough money to come back because remember, I have no access to my bank accounts. Oh my God. So I, I don't have enough cash on hand to keep going back and forth every day to do the show. So, and here we go again. Ah, another Becca voice message. I look forward to hearing that. Okay. So, excuse me. So, I'm hoping I could come back and and do two or three shows in a row and I'll upload as I can, or I might just stay away from this moldy infested house. I haven't quite decided yet. I'm going to think about it overnight and I'll let you guys know tomorrow. I might be taking next week off. And if I do, then I will be back the following week. And I I hate to do this because I'd rather, if I was going to take a week off, I'd rather just upload the best of, you know, I I have enough now where I could do a full weeks of the best of, and it's stuff that you haven't heard in a while, but I don't know, guys. I just, it's like, I might have to take a week off. Okay. Just to get all of my ducks in a row. Um, I won't have internet, but when is the minute I do, you guys will have me back. All right. So we'll see. I I will find out. I might make the decision to take a week off and still come back to this apartment on Monday and do Monday and Tuesday show. But I'm upset because he said it'll be six days. He told me this yesterday and I thought, cool, by Tuesday I'll have internet. Not a problem. I'll come back and do Monday show and I don't have to come back again. And then he wrote me today and he said, no, they're just starting the contract now. And it's going to be six working days. And I'm like, that's not working for me, buddy. Uh, But, you know, with the coronavirus, everyone working only a half day. And whatever is on their license plate, they can only drive once a week. Next week, they'll be able to drive twice a week with the numbers. Remember, you know, Monday's zero and one. Those guys can be out. And then two and threes can drive on Tuesdays and all that. It's really serious here. The lockdown has been serious. It's been serious since uh, March 17th. So, yeah, what you going to do? Not much you can do about it. But if I take the week off next week, and I'm going to tell you tomorrow if I'm going to decide to do that or, and just start fresh the following week, I might just do it. I'll let you know. But please don't stop listening to the show. Please go listen to old shows for the week if you miss me. I know, honey, I'll miss you too because I love each and every one of you. And I'm thankful for your continued presence and your continued faith and confidence in my show and my ability to come at you with good information that will help to improve your life and raise you up spiritually, hopefully make you laugh and hopefully help you take your mind off your troubles for a minute and how to get rid of some of the troubles you may or may not have, you know, because I don't only deal with the happy fluffy bunny stuff. I also deal with the angry unicorns. <laughs> I also deal with the negative stuff too. So, Hey, that's just life. So, um, well, that's it for now, guys. I will be back 
well, actually later this afternoon (laughs) with all unique and original programming, just like always. So stay tuned. (laughs) But with that, for right this moment, I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Until next time, guys, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.